Hello, hello, and good day to you, my friend. Welcome to the Just Hit Send podcast, a personal and professional development show with Kelsey Jeff. That'd be me. So, you know, it's the Friday before Valentine's Day. I almost just said Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh, please help. Um, yeah, anyways, it's the Friday before Valentine's Day, so I figured it was good a time as any to do an episode around the topic of relationships. So, here we go. That's what you've clicked into, so welcome. <laughs> um, my husband, Aaron, and I have dated for six years, seven years, something like that. I don't know. One of the two. Um, He proposed to me one year ago on Valentine's Day last year. Uh, So actually it was technically February 13th because that's when we were celebrating Valentine's Day in 2021. Um, And then six months later on August 14th, we got married. So we've been married for six months now, and I thought it might be interesting to do a little check-in situation for this episode and just share uh, with you a few things I've learned and am currently learning as a newlywed. And I think it would be kind of interesting to see if I did this in the future, not saying I will, but if I do perhaps do more like this in the future of that progression of how things grow and change and whatever, I'm sure I'll look at, look back at this with cringy eyes, (laughs) um, but whatever, there we go. And also I asked on my Facebook and Instagram stories, if any of you had any questions that you wanted to hear the answers to in this episode, and I got some really good ones, so I'll go through those as well. I also got some very lame responses, and you know who you are. (laughs) Um, So yeah, happy Valentine's Day, and let's just hit send on personal growth and being a newbie at marriage. Woohoo! Alrighty then, so let's jump into the meat of this situation. Um, This is going to be things that I'm learning as a newlywed. Very interesting season of life. I think that's not hard to believe or wrap our heads around, no matter what season of life you're in. But yeah, very interesting. (laughs) As I was thinking through the situation and trying to come up with my little list of what I've been learning and just kind of put like conscious thought to it all, I was like, this is this is weird. <laughs> uh, but it's been really, really great if I could um, just kind of emphasize on that. I did chat with Aaron before I went ahead and recorded this um, episode um, to see, you know, what do you think about this? Is this a good idea? Because this is our life, not just my life. And, you know, being someone that puts a good amount of their life on the internet, you know, you just want to do those checks and balances, make sure everybody's okay and comfortable with the situation. But he thought it was a good idea and uh, seemed to like the little points that I came up with for myself. And so I just want to give the disclaimer that this is definitely my side of things. If he wanted to come up with his own list of things he's learned, I think they would be completely different. I don't think he would disagree. I know he doesn't disagree with any of the um, points that I'm going to talk about today, but just so you know, it is very much my, what I am learning. <laughs> um, cause we're two very different people. We're two 
very different uh, wired people. And um, that's a good thing. But it's just different, right? In every, every way possible. Um, so yeah, just to give you a little bit of background on us, if you don't know us personally or don't know us very well, like I mentioned in the beginning, um, we've been married for six months now, so we did not live together before getting married. Um, so that's brand new for us. Um, we had really, really, really hectic and crazy schedules with schooling and work prior to getting engaged, like literally up until like a couple weeks before we got engaged. I just finished my degree. Um, uh, yeah, like two or three, maybe three weeks, but more like two closer to two weeks before we got engaged. So, uh, I mean, it was just like transition from one season to the next, but that's what we really were waiting for, um, is to get both of our degrees done because they were very, um, hectic schedules for us to navigate. And we just didn't want to throw, you know, marriage on top of all that, which I can vouch for in, at least for us in our situation, that was really the way to go. I cannot even, comprehend trying to navigate that situation for us, um, any earlier than we did. But, uh, I think the timing was just perfect for us, honestly. So there's that anyway, um, we could do like a dating relationship episode at a later date. If that's of interest to somebody, uh, I really don't like getting asked, not even don't like getting asked. I don't like answering, relationship or dating advice questions because I, I am not an expert in that. I felt like I did that really poorly actually. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I know a few questions did come through about that topic in particular. So we'll see if I can, uh, feel a little more comfortable in answering and giving some actually good advice in that area. Cause I don't just want to shoot things out into the the airwaves that is just not good or not thought out or anything like that. But, you know, we'll revisit that situation in the future. Like I said, we dated for six or seven years prior to getting engaged. I cannot remember which one it was, and I will not do the math for you right now. Sorry. <laughs> um, but we were both married when we, no, when, oh my gosh, we both got married. There we go. When we were 27 years old. So I, I'm sure there's a ton of opinions on the statements I'm about to say right now, but kind of older, I guess, in our young in life. I don't know. <laughs> I know plenty of people that got married incredibly young, and I know plenty that got married far past our age. So do with that what you will. But Okay. So what we're going to do here is I'm just going to highlight five different points. I'm not going to get too, too deep in this situation. Like I said, I am a super big newbie, still very much learning the ropes. No doubt. I am not an expert at all in this, but I did want to just share um, five points that I came up with that I have noted that I am in the process of learning or have like been like, yup, like we, we have realized that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's one, just interesting to kind of get a little bit of a peek into somebody's life and relationship. 
Um, so if you're nosy, hi, welcome. <laughs> and then also, I think it could be perhaps useful for people that are thinking of marriage or um, maybe not even dating anyone, but just uh, curious of how this stuff works and good things to keep in mind, perhaps in your situation. Or if you are engaged, getting married soon, then it could be super applicable to you, which is cool. Um, so I just want to give a, you know, my two cents into the world of relationships and the start of marriage. So, cause, uh, as we'll talk about in a little bit, everybody's very different. So my first little point here, whatever we want to call them, we still didn't come up with the name of my points here for just hit send topics, but you know, we'll, we'll figure that out. But my first one is communicate with your partner. So your expectations do not kill you. <laughs> okay. Like I said, this is very much a me, what I am learning. This is Kelsey's perspective here. So sometimes we, and when I say we, I mean me, um, sometimes we just don't realize we have expectations and we're walking around with expectations that are subconscious and very automatic, which could be a whole episode in itself or a series of episodes, honestly, um, but yeah, that's something I'm really not that conscious to my expectations that I walk around with every day for myself and for others. Uh, they have to whack me right in the face very literally for me to understand that that right there, why you're feeling that way. That's because of an expectation that you had. Like, it's just... I don't know. It's probably a personality thing. Um, and we could dive into that with a bunch of science, I'm sure. But that's typically the vein that I lie in. Um, it, I, I'm just, you know, to kind of help get a little bit of a bird's eye view into my situation and my personality type and really kind of dive deep here for just a moment. Um, I have found the Enneagram uh, personality typing system to be quite helpful to discover um, and uncover, if you will, some of the things that I do and the things that I think and whatever that I've been thinking and doing for most of my life, if not all of it. I don't know. I couldn't speak for my early childhood because I can't remember that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this is something that the Enneagram has helped me greatly um, with understanding about myself that I hold just generally um, myself and others to very high expectations. And that's something I'm constantly having to reevaluate and um, put conscious thought towards literally every single day of my life. Um, it, it's for big things like jobs and work projects and whatever. Um, but it's also down to little things like what time we should be eating dinner or, you know, whatever, what time we should be going to the grocery store. Um, and literally everything in between. So that's the case for me big time. Um, but I have found that I need to ask specific questions in order to help myself set realistic expectations um, because I don't think expectations are terrible to have. Um, and there's a lot of caveats I could put on that. Just one sentence right there. Um, but having realistic expectations is super, super important, especially for someone like me and my personality type. 
So for me, I really need help in this area around like the timing of things. Like I have huge expectations on how uh, much time something should take. Now I am very um, quick when I do something. I'm pretty quick. Even right now, I hold myself back um, when to talk too quickly because I'm literally doing an audio recording right now where if I talk too quickly, yes, there are features on the app that you're probably listening to me right now that can slow it down, but I don't want that to be a thing you have to worry about, if that makes sense. I'm naturally a very quick eater, a very fast talker, fast uh, thinker, I fast driver, like I've got tickets to show for it. Like I'm pretty quick and very fast paced into a fault. <laughs> um, but so anyways, back to like this situation, I have had a few instances um, that I could literally mark it down on a calendar over the last six months where I have just been super not okay internally when dealing with my unrealistically really high expectations and more importantly when those don't get fulfilled by Aaron in particular and that's been a major challenge for me um and I have to deal with I don't like is another thing about me and my personality is I like I do not like to identify emotions as anger I like to say no I'm not angry I'm just frustrated whereas like no I have like experienced some actual real live burning anger and it's not even towards him it's mostly towards myself that I've set myself up to have these high expectations and then came literally crashing down <laughs> so for me I have learned that um, getting those expectations that start out really high bring them not even down I don't even like the word down because it's like lowering like lessening yourself uh don't love that language around that, but just making them more realistic of what someone could actually obtain um, is something that I have been actively working at for quite some time, but have to really, really, really be conscious about um, when it comes to being a newlywed and a wife. So communication for me is key here. And I just practiced this concept over the weekend. Um in an area where my expectations, if I did not get them in check very soon in this situation, it was going to really send me over the rails. <laughs> um, but as I'm learning and trying to navigate this a little bit better and learning how to navigate that better for me and what works for me is just communicating um, extra, like to the point where most people wouldn't have to communicate to the level of detail I was communicating and asking for information. But the information that is in someone else's head is really important for me when I'm setting my expectations to be more realistic. Um, so that was a really big win for me over the weekend because I noticed where I was at what with the expectations over the situation. Um, needed to check in with Aaron to get the expectations he had for the situation and then come together and say like, okay, how do we shake this out here and what works for both parties? It was a win-win. And um, oh my gosh, my level of annoyance was just like, 
so tiny. And um, once the expectation was set and out in the air and not in people's heads, meaning Aaron and myself's heads, um, oh my gosh, it was such a better evening. Like that evening had the potential to be disastrous if I didn't have that little one minute conversation. So that was a huge win for me. I was actually really, really happy with myself for like coming to that place and like doing something productive with it. And uh, yeah, so that's cool that to see like that really tangible growth. Um, so yeah, if you also struggle in that area, I would just really learn how to become more present because that's typically the situation we find ourselves in where we're so futuristic focused of like, what's the next move where you can't figure out what your move you're in at the moment. Um, and your body and your mind are not in sync because you're not present in the actual moment. So if that sounds any ounce of familiarity to you, familiarity, just tripped right over that one. (laughs) Um, if that seems familiar to you at all, First of all, I get it um, probably on a very similar level to you if that seems like nobody's really talking about that. I totally get that. Um, But if that is something you struggle with, try being more present, um, good deep breathing and grounding exercises while you don't think you're having anxiety or stress. Um, That's exactly what it is in most cases. So yeah, that really is helpful for me and just communicating and learning um, kind of the rhythms of life in that way. All right, number 2.2 is your story as a couple and your experiences as a couple is super unique and it's truly yours. Um, You hold it in your own hands and in your own kind of destiny, if you will. Um, So this one stems out of people preparing, Aaron and I, um, both of us, but a lot of people came to me in particular Um, whether they were close friends, not at all friends, people that just wanted to give their opinions, people on the internet, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, People in general gave us and me in particular a ton of prep and like warning, warning, warning. Oh my God, I'm so happy you got engaged, but warning, 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 marriage is hard. And I, I was like, okay, like, thank you for sharing that. Um, because I do think that's a message people need to hear and understand. Um, but it was always drenched in like, oh, my situation was terrible. Therefore yours will probably be terrible too. It could even be worse. You know, it was just like, everybody had bad things to say. And it got to the point where I talked myself, we both talked ourselves into it, Aaron and I, but mostly me talked myself into the first week, the first day, like the first six months, the first two years, whatever, whatever timeline I put on that subconsciously, that the first bit of marriage was going to be really freaking hard and terrible. And that is some people's story. Don't hear me wrong. Like, I just think everyone should be aware that we don't know what it's going to be until we've already been in it (laughs) and we've gone past it probably Um, because we were really pleasantly surprised at how awesome the first little bit of marriage was for us. And you're like, first little bit, you're six months in. What do you mean? You don't even have a first little bit. Like, yeah, okay, get it. I get it. Um, But like the first month was stellar. Uh, The first three months 
awesome. Like we were seriously blown away at how incredible marriage was for us. And I just kicked myself after I realized what was happening and what I had allowed creep into my my mind and my lifestyle and like my thoughts and stuff because I was prepping for the absolute worst and just it was it was not helpful helpful for me or for us. Um so that's why I felt like this was something that I was very, very I just wanted to make sure I put on this list was your story and your experiences as a couple. They're super unique. Um, just because your family has gone through certain things does not mean that your marriage is destined for that as well. Or just because your friend had this struggle um, means that that's as, it as well. And in the flip side, just because Aaron and I haven't had an awesome one to three months, not that it's bad now, but it, it, just an absolutely incredible out of the out of the gate experience with marriage doesn't mean yours will be like that either. So it's on both sides of the spectrum of good, bad, or ugly, whatever. I don't know what you want to call it, but just reiterating your story and your experiences is yours and like you are in it. It's not your parents or your friends or your mentors or whatever in the relationship. It's just you. It's you and your partner. Like that's, that's it. And it's yours to kind of unfold and navigate and go with. So that was super, super interesting to learn along the way here. Um, number three, was allow space for errors and adjustments. <laughs> this one I learned the hard way because, you know, there's a ton of marriage books and counseling out there, which I think are phenomenal. I am not knocking counseling. I am like premarital counseling, not whatsoever. I am not knocking any type of like prep books or insight books or whatever towards you know, engaged couples before they get married. No, none of that. think it can be super, super helpful. But again, most of this has to do with my personality type, but here you are. Um, there's just like so many external factors that can throw you off in life as a single person or whatever. And then that still very much is the case as married folk, okay? Like plans on paper are cute. And that's about it. Like <laughs> so many things don't go to the plan. And even if you like have the best intentions and you're like, yes, like we've got the chore chart on the fridge and like all this stuff, like we do not have a chore chart by any means, but like you, I feel like you could be the most put together, engaged couple. And then day two of marriage, it's like, whoa, like the car broke down. That wasn't in the plans. Like how do we adjust? You know? So like allowing for you and um, you and your partner as a couple and as individuals for like errors and for time for adjustment because it's a major change that you're going through. And like, I don't know, I've never had to, the major one for me is I've never had to take care of truly anyone other than myself in the last few years because I've lived on my own and yeah, I've had a roommate, but like, I didn't have to take care of her car or her finances. Like that's no way, man. Like <laughs> this a next level of like responsibility for now yourself as a unit. And I could only, Oh my gosh, I can't even 
fathom this right now in my current season, adding children or dogs or anything into that situation. Like, oh, I need a minute. <laughs> but um, just like allowing yourself to not be 100% to the plan perfection and give yourself room and space and grace for errors to be made because you will you know, just like anything in life, you will trip up, you will mismanage something one month, you will forget to pay something or whatever, like so many moving parts when you're trying to morph lives together, like, holy cow, just give yourself grace because you cannot have it all together within the first month and think that you're going to be set for the next however many years until a big adjustment comes like, no, it's just not the way it works. <laughs> not that I found at least. Okay. Number four, ooh, women, if you are changing your last name by chance or men, I suppose, I know men that have changed the last name. I knew a, um, very successful businessman that actually took his wife's name so that he could, uh, get out of the spotlight a little bit. Anyway, rabbit trail people that are getting married, <laughs> If one of you or both of you, whatever, if there is a name change on the table, okay, get that stuff together and get it moving like pronto because that stuff, especially in pandemic life, can take forever, like forever to get processed. I have been married for six months and my... I have a list that I'm looking at right now next to my computer here that says name change and all the different little things I had to change um, and all the things that I've had to change that I forgot about and didn't make it onto this list. But I was like, oh, crap, I have to do that. Um, yeah, there are still several check boxes on this list that have not been crossed off. Um, oh, my gosh, it's ridiculous. OK, so I would just highly suggest if somebody's getting a name change, just get going on it. Like. Do the research for your state, whatever country you're in, um, of what the requirements are. If there's a Facebook group you can get a part of that's like uh, a bridal prep group. I don't know. There's one for the Buffalo, Western New York area that I'm a part of that somebody suggested to me once I got engaged. That's like it's for like the whole uh, wedding advice and planning stuff so you can communicate with people all over your region and vendors and stuff like that to find vendors or venues or whatever for your wedding but i found it to be incredibly helpful as well for the whole name change process um and like what steps to do first and you know where to go what documents you need how much money it costs all that good stuff like the marriage license good grief that's like the easiest thing to get at least where i'm from so um that was like piece of cake it was the stuff like driver's license but voter registration i can't get my voter registration changed over to my married name because i don't know i have tried three times i've submitted the form twice via the mail over here, like in my house, from my house, and then once in the actual DMV. And uh, all three times I get the card back in the mail and it says Kelsey Johnson, which is not my name. So it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but like, so like if you're merging finances or insurance or medical stuff or work forms, direct deposits, mailing addresses, all of that happiness, 
oh my goodness, just get going on it and get a little list or some spreadsheets and like checklists on Google. You can look up and just make sure when you're looking at those spreadsheets and checklists that they're applicable to, first of all, your country, and then second of all, the state, and then third of all, the county that you live in or will be living in as married people, because dang, that could change things for you. Um, it's definitely doable. And if you are in Erie County in New York State, I could definitely give you advice on that. Um, but it's it's definitely doable. But like, it just takes time <laughs> and like probably more effort than it should in my humble opinion. But you know, there's that. And then lastly, number five here. Okay. This one is real life and it's glorious struggles. Do not always wait for your honeymoon period to end. Okay. So I just have been learning. I, we actually had to learn this really quickly within the first month um, first couple of weeks, honestly, from when we got home from our honeymoon, our actual physical honeymoon vacation, um, that we had to build ourselves up as a new team unit from the get go, like immediately. I suggest doing it, starting that like, yeah, you get to start that in dating, you know, whatever, when you come to the end of your dating season and engagements on the horizon, blah, blah, blah. But like, seriously, even in the engagement process, start forming yourself as a unit if you're not already operating as that team unit, like in major ways. I don't mean like, you know, like whatever we share Christmas or whatever together, like it in serious ways, like kind of taking like that us against the world man mentality, but not to like keep people out or anything like that negatively, but just like you need to become teammates like ASAP <laughs> because illnesses and financial stress and family issues, loss of employment, um, life crisis of any kind, those things, that list of things can just go on and on and on and, and super hard to navigate those things in any season of life, no doubt. But, you know, when you're trying to have this blissful, awesome time together, um, just being freshly married, and then something like comes and just like whacks you out of left field, it could be really jolting. And it was really jolting for us. And it was just like, oh my gosh, but you have to fight for yourself and for your partner and for your marriage as a team, because uh, man, you, you just, it, I mean, hardship truly does strengthen you as a unit. I mean, well, it's one of two things. It will strengthen you or divide you. And luckily his strength in Aaron and I, but this is just kind of a general concept of life. Like hardship waits for nobody or no season to end or whatever like that. So I just started to realize in this situation that some really hard things that we had to navigate and walk through like I said, literally the week we got home from our actual honeymoon, which our honeymoon started the day after our wedding. So like we are like 10 days into our fresh brand new marriage and we already were facing some crazy stuff that we just didn't, couldn't, we just couldn't, we couldn't see come. So yeah, but I noticed that it started to put like a damper or like pop that like honeymoon bliss bubble or whatever. Um, but I just quickly saw that and wanted to navigate that one and like save and spare that precious time for us um, because we've been waiting so long for that. And I just wanted to keep our little bubble safe, you know, and just keep a safe place in general for us, whether we're in honeymoon phase or whatever. 
that doesn't, that's kind of beside the point, but like the first two to three months were just wild for us like with the external factor hardship <laughs> element like i that's very wordy of how you put it but like external factors and hardship came for us very quickly um once we landed back in buffalo after our florida honeymoon um and we've made it through that thank god but honestly it repositioned us and specifically myself to be where I needed and wanted to be in the future so I'm thankful that all that hardship did happen but we're still walking through some some really difficult situations um, that you wouldn't typically anticipate in the first you know weeks and months of being married uh, we surely didn't anticipate it. But just like as a general rule of life, like life just isn't fair, even when you are newlyweds. And there's just not a bride card that could take that thing away. So I know it's kind of like a damper thing and kind of all of the points could be focused on a negative life. But I think it's just really important here um, to focus on your values and what you want to live out of because life will whack you one way or another. Like in in time it's just a matter of time right but um i don't think anyone can really argue on that one but you know you just got to really fight for yourself um not not necessarily yourself but like fight for your marriage fight for your team unit that you're developing and um you know that's supposed to grow and strengthen over time and i'm i've seen that already for us in the last couple of months and i'm sure we will in the future as we keep walking here, but man, it's just like a little bit of dose of reality of like people warned us for like, Ooh, marriage is going to be hard because you're like fighting over the dishes or whatever. It's like, no, life is hard. Life is just hard. And uh, we're walking through things that no one quite warned us about because no one could, we couldn't see it coming. So why could somebody else? Right. But yeah, just to fight for your your teammate there and uh, be on the same page as much as possible and just be committed to doing whatever you can to just keep moving forward and just keep loving on each other, honestly. That would be, you know, my kind of advice on that situation. All righty, so let's get into some questions from social media. I have some from Facebook and from Instagram. I'll keep them anonymous, though, because I didn't tell you I would otherwise. So we'll just keep it anonymous just to keep it all uh, good and whatever. But anyway, so, okay. First question, how do you do your quiet time, like Debo time with God? Good question. So for us, I'm a major morning person and Aaron is a major night person. So this really works out for us in the sense of I have time in the morning by myself. That's typically our alone time, like him at night, me in the early morning. So that's typically when I'll do stuff like that, like quiet times and whatnot. But um, yeah, I know people are very different with that type of stuff. A lot of people like to do them together as a couple or whatever. Um, but for me, what in this season of life right now, I do it by myself and um, in the mornings when Aaron is still sleeping. <laughs> Um, another one was what's something you wish you had known before getting married? Funny and serious. Huh, I like that. You, um, classified from the funny and serious, a funny one. 
I mean, this isn't funny to me, <laughs> but a lighter one, I suppose, um, was, well, my mother-in-law did warn me about this one, but how much Aaron eats and how much our grocery bill would add up. Oh my goodness. Like I knew that was going to happen just on a, you know, standard one plus one equals two situation like more food needs to be consumed because another body but the grocery bill has been wild from just me to him or from just me to now both of us um yeah but we make really good food too so like there's that <laughs> um but yeah that one was wow wish i would have took taken that more seriously from my mother-in-law she would know right um and then a serious one, something you wish you would have known before getting married. I did not think of the answers prior to this, as you could probably tell. Um, a serious one is that just the amount of effort that it takes to like do basic life functions, like um, get car insurance and like get titles switched over and like all that kind of like administrative, like life admin stuff. Um, that that was going to not be as easy as I anticipated. Um, that is definitely something I wish I would have understood or someone would have warned me of. Um, but like I, I kind of mentioned that or like touched on that a little bit in my points. But I think honestly, that was definitely one of the also on this now that I'm thinking about it um is that not everybody's going to understand or agree with how you do things um and that's like outsiders looking in right so like not everybody agrees with the amount of time that I hang out with Aaron I mean my goodness they did this when I was dating him and engaged so that's just people I suppose but um like you really just have to commit to your values and um to like what works for you guys like Wednesday nights is typically, um, our reserved nights. And a lot of people ask me to hang out on those nights. And I always kind of feel a twinge of guilt when I'm like, eh, like, I'd really like to see them. And then it's not like, you know, I could never do that. I certainly can and certainly have, but, um, it's just like, no, like what, if I, throw out my Wednesdays to somebody else, then it throws Aaron and I off. So, um, like that's just kind of like, a one of those like life rules, you know, where it's like, again, you're flexible and stuff like that, but like, it's just kind of a thing that I live by and you just kind of got to be okay with people's responses and judgments and glances or whatever. So that would be my answer to that one. Next question is, how has your relationship with your husband changed since you started living together? I would say the biggest one is that we just spend so much time together, which is so, so nice because, um, like I mentioned, I think in the intro or somewhere in the beginning of this episode, like we didn't really get much time together with each other, especially towards the end of our dating season before we hopped into engagement. Um, just because of the way our lives look like. So it has been so cool just like getting able to spend so much like dumb time together and not have to like plan um, like every moment that we have to be together and like what time you coming over? I don't know. And then like if it gets delayed, like me being upset, like <laughs> that doesn't really happen anymore, which is really cool. Um, but I think 
like in the relationship, it's changed in the way that it's gotten better. It's gotten stronger. Um, we understand each other a little bit more and just like getting to see how each other lives kind of in stress and in sadness, in frustration, in extreme happiness, in sleepiness, in um, just waking up in the morning, like in all those different facets and emotions and like phases of the day or whatever. Um, that's, that's a pretty cool thing to see. And you just learn more about the person. Next question is what was the biggest shock to your system about transitioning to living with your husband? Um, biggest shock. I think the whole thing was a shock to my system because <laughs> I don't have any brothers. I only, the only man I've ever lived with is my dad and he's very chill and gracious. So, <laughs> um, not that Aaron is not chill and gracious, but just a different vibe. And I've lived on my own for like years now. So, um, and I, I, like I said, don't have any brothers or anything. So like living with a pure boy has been weird. <laughs> That's been a weird transition for me. Um, but it's been good. It's just like boys are different. This boy is different. So there's that. Um, again, biggest shock was honestly the grocery bill. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's really good. It's really fun. And it's super nice to have someone around all the time we are to the point where like we don't need to like be chatting or like super involved in each other's space or energy or anything like that we can kind of just be but it's really nice just to be um together like that okay next question what are your takes on sharing money or having separate accounts really good question <laughs> so my thoughts and opinions on this have shifted drastically. Like if you would have asked me this, um, even in August or July of last year, I would have had a completely different answer for what I have right now. Uh, I fundamentally completely agree with the whole share your money, join accounts. Like you have access to, both incomes or whatever the situation is. I am totally cool with that on a foundational level, like especially because I look at um, marriage in a little bit of a more, I don't know, traditional way, if you will, if that's what you want to call it, of like, I'm not planning on jumping ship ever on this thing. I know stuff happens, but like, I'm not planning on that. So, um, kind of what's mine is yours situation. I'm, I'm very much okay with that, but I now understand why people choose not to. And I always kind of got that concept, but like fully, I get that <laughs> because it is a dang hassle. And we have been fighting with banks and direct deposit companies and you name it, any company that we've had to deal with, um, that's with getting this transition happening of us joining accounts of us getting the right checks to deposit into that account. Uh, just all of that stuff has been a nightmare. It's been an absolute nightmare. Like we're filling out the forms, right? We're doing our part of the bargain, but weird stuff has happened with every company that we have had to work with. So that's been super frustrating. And like, I have had the thought more than once of like, yeah, scratch it. Never mind. Like, <laughs> we're not going to do this and we're just going to manage things through Venmo or whatever and just send me your 
portion of the rent or whatever. Um, because it's just easier that way, at least today, while we're working through the mud of it and everything. So I do get that now fully. Like, I've definitely lessened my grip on that opinion. Um, but I just conceptually think it's a good idea to um, combine finances like that. Again, I'll this one I'd love to update you on in like another six months or a year or two from now to see if I still have the same thoughts or if I have any other um, caveat opinions to. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've been having a very good go at it with finances. It's definitely a transition. I'll tell you that much with um, like sharing the bills and um, just knowing your expectations on spending money and what your savings goals is and stuff like that. I would, however, highly advise if you are like serious about your finances and have like good paying jobs and you know, like future goals in mind and stuff like that, like buy a house, buy a car, invest and save and whatever, tons of different goals you could have. If you're serious about that, I would highly suggest in getting a financial planner for you as a couple, because even if you keep your accounts separate, they're going to be able to help you on that situation of like, how do we invest together? Like what does credit score mean um, when we're separate or when we join forces, like all that kind of stuff. It's very, very complex. Don't Google search. This is just a concept of life here. I'm going to put my business goal hat back on. Do not Google search a giantly important decision and just go off of that. Like I'm cool with you, like looking up, like what's the trends going on in the stock market or like, is an IRA good? Like whatever. But Come on, people, like ask the professionals and ask the experts that do this for a dang living for advice. Even if you pay 200 bucks or something to get a consult with a CPA or a financial planner or a lawyer, whatever you happen to be looking at right now, and you don't like sign long-term contracts with them to like keep them on retainer or to work like on your investment portfolio every month or something like that, like it's worth it. Even a one-hour consult is worth worth it just to make sure you're doing things right because you could be throwing away your time and your energy and your money, your hard-earned money into things that do not have a good return. Oh man, you got me fired up on this one. Like seriously, that has been amazing for us to get life insurance secured. Like that's the only thing actually going right with us is what we're doing with the financial planner. The rest of it, like the banks and the payroll department, all, all that kind of stuff has been terrible. But having a financial planner has been awesome. Also, if you're anything like me, I feel awesome about myself when I have my monthly meetings with our financial planner. I'm like, dang, a lot of things aren't going right. And a lot of things are out of my control. But look at me, I'm investing. <laughs> Like it's, it's a good feeling to have that. Like it's like having that win feeling for you. So if you can and um, you want to, I would highly suggest a financial planner if you're in, actually, no, you don't even have to be in the Western New York, New York area. If you need one, let me know and I can hook you up with him. He's awesome. Um, super chill dude and will be able to help you out with whatever you're kind of looking at. Okay. Last one here for today. How do you figure out what to make for dinner every night? Wonderful question. Such a practical question. I love the question so much. <laughs> um, great question though. I literally think this is a lifelong struggle for everyone and everyone. Like 
just any did I say that right? No, I said that wrong. Anyone and everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> Getting to the end of the episode here, friends. Anyways, I just think it's first of all a lifelong struggle. There will be days where I will only want Chipotle. There will be days where I only want something that I don't feel like making. So there's that. Um, but how we figure it out is we do we okay so uh, i will make a grocery list and um we're we'll conspire on what we want to make the next week the following week um i'll load up our grocery list and oh if you can get on a grocery store app i don't know why that was difficult to come out of my mouth but for example the wegmans app for us cuz we shop at wegmans um this is awesome. Okay. We have the Wegmans app that allows you to make a grocery list. First of all, it shows you where the item is in the store by the aisle number, which is just a freaking dream. So thank you Wegmans for that. I know other grocery stores have that as well, but that's the one I use. So there's that. Plus we linked our accounts together, um, our Wegmans account so that we can be on the same account in the same app, right? But on different phones so that he can add a uh, seltzer to the list when I can add the lemon juice to the list because I was the last one to use the lemon juice and he wants seltzer. Like, that's fine. But I don't have to ask him like, what do you want? Like, he can just add it there. And then it's cool too, because I am typically, if the weeks work out right, I'm the one that's loading up the grocery list for the most part. And he's the one that likes to go shopping for the actual stuff. So even if that needs to change though, where he's like, ah, like, I'm so sorry. Like I, I can't go grocery shopping today. This ran over or whatever. Can you just run to the store? Cool. I've got the list already. It's all digital. And he could literally, while I'm in Wegmans, be adding things to the app onto our list and you can make little notes and stuff like that. You can put different quantities and whatever. This is really going off topic here, <laughs> but long story short, I highly recommend the Wegmans app. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so how we figure it out is we have things and we're still learning this of like meals that we love and we really like to keep in our rotation, like some meals for us. I, and I, Told this person that asked this question that I will do a meal prep um, episode soon, hopefully next week, but soon nonetheless. Um, we have like probably 10 meals that we rotate through all the time. And I like to sprinkle in new ones because I like to, you know, change it up a little bit on Pinterest or whatever. And he likes to do that as well to find different recipes or play around with different recipes to spice it up. But um, we just go through that cycle. We say to each other, what do you want to eat? What does the week look like? Do we need a crock pot meal because we are busy on the weekend um, where we can throw in chicken and come back four hours later and it's done? Or what do you feel like making? Do you feel like making anything? Do you have a super busy week? So I'm going to be making everything like we have that conversation. We look ahead at the calendar of how much food we actually need. Like if we have three nights of the week where we'll be eating out or out with family or something like that. Cool. Like we do not need to have that reserved for food and honestly don't buy food for that because it's going to go to waste or we're going to feel the pressure to eat it and it's just going to be bad. So there's that. 
Um, and then when, honestly, this is a struggle sometimes because while we both know how to cook and typically enjoy it, I just told Aaron last week, like literally days ago, I had the revelation come and whack me on the head like a two by four that um, I don't actually like cooking. <laughs> like I do it and I don't hate it. Like some people despise it and won't do it. Like, no, that's not me. But I'm not a fan, to be quite honest with you. If I never had to cook again, I'd probably be quite okay with that. And if people just kept putting food in front of me to eat, cool. Love it. Love it. That's why I love going out to eat so much, friends, because I didn't have to do anything. I just had to look cute and show up. And even that wasn't a requirement just to show up. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I am a big Pinterest fan. I have a really, actually, I'm pretty impressed with my Pinterest board. Of uh, It's separated by how you cook it um, instead of like what it is, I guess, if that's how you separate things or traditionally how you would separate things. But if I need something quick and easy, I'm going to the Instapot um, board. If I need something slow cooker, I have it by slow cooker meats or veggies or pasta or whatever. Um, but yeah, but we just try to keep it pretty simple. We do love very flavorful food. So we stick to recipes we know and we love and we'll throw them in. I get recommendations oftentimes from people because there's nothing better than that, honestly. Um, yeah, I won't dive too deep in the details. I was going to list off what we typically like to have, but I'll save that for the, um, meal prep, meal planning prep. I don't know. We don't really do meal prep. Again, I'll get into this later in a different episode, but it's just getting ahead of the game. Like I do not understand how people walk into a grocery store full of food that is not assembled as meals and just shop that way like that more power to you if you could do that and come out with something on the other end but like <laughs> it's not me I am like I'm sure this is no surprise anybody listening to this but that's just not me so we just uh keep it easy um adjust accordingly to our schedule for the week and just make things that we like because you got to eat food that you like because if you don't, you won't eat it and then you'll end up getting takeout and it's just going to be bad. So yeah, that was my very choppy advice. Very long answer. Wow. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Just Hit Send podcast. I hope no matter what season of life you're in, whether it's a romantic relationship or you couldn't be farther from that, whatever, um, that I, I hope you just found it interesting. Maybe you could apply something uh, that I mentioned to your life, whether with a partner or just, you know, with the cold, hard facts of life. <laughs> but seriously, though, thanks for being here and putting me in your ears. Y'all are great. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day. If there's a male equivalent to Galentine's Day, happy that. <laughs> um, I wish you a wonderful week ahead as well. And just, you know, keep, keep on going, friends. Keep on going right through February. We got this. Be sure to find me on Facebook or follow me on Instagram. I'm at 
KLJRMS over there if you'd like to participate in any of the upcoming episodes where I ask for your feedback or for your questions or whatever. That is the most uh, easiest way to connect with me by far. I wish you a glorious rest of your day or night, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Take care, my friend, and just hit send. Goodbye.